I think this is working. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so today I have the beautiful Hannah Forrester on the show. Um, one of the first interviews that I've actually done for the Lily of the Herbs podcast. It's so nice to do this. We're doing it online from our homes, respective homes, um, but really grateful that we get to um, connect on this medium. And Hannah is an incredible plant witch herbalist that I've had the pleasure of meeting on a couple of occasions. And every time I meet her, I'm just bewitched by the eloquency and the beauty and the passion that she has for the natural world and the plants that grow around her and how she captures them. She doesn't capture them. She lovingly takes them and creates them into these amazing medicines for women and I guess anyone really. Um, and it's called Alchemy of Plant and Soul. Welcome, Hannah. <laughs> hey, Lily. Thank you so much. That was a really beautiful introduction. Thank you. Mm. And we were actually supposed to be running a workshop together in Melbourne. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were, but here we are inside yeah. the world chatting. Mm, so maybe what today we're going to share um, is a bit about, I really want to interview Hannah about her connection to plants and their medicinal properties, their energetic properties. They're just their properties as beings in themselves and find out how she does that. So how did you come to be a plant woman? Mm. Um, well, I was basically born into it actually. So with my mum, my youngest memories were just being out in the garden with my mum and yeah, just pottering around with her and just learning as I went with her, like in the garden, she would just talk to me about the names of the plants and they just sunk in straight away. So I always grew up like just knowing what plant was what um, growing in the garden, mostly what was around me, you know. So it was just what was growing in my garden, what was local down in my park, um, in my mum's friend's gardens as well. Mum has her best friend's a gardener as well. Her little girl, we grew up together. She's not a little girl anymore. She's the <laughs> same age as me, but we found ourselves that we would garden together too. And eventually um, when we were older, we moved into a house together and, for us, it was always just a really natural thing to just have a garden. Um, it's like having a kitchen, you know, it's always just got to be there. Um, and yeah, we've always got to have the herbs around the basic things for cooking, but also just to have the flowers and the plant life around. Like for me, it's essential. I can't have a house without that. Even, you know, living in apartments sometimes overseas, I've always had plants growing in pots, like by the window side or, things even edibles you know I just find a way to make it work and yeah so I grew up with my mom just just talking about them she never really was like yeah this plant does this and it does that and does that she just put all like potted in the garden on the weekend um and her father as well my pa he has always been in the garden they come from like and his parents as well they come from just a gardening background so it feels really ingrained into um my family um he's still veggie gardens and he's like 92 and he still grows things in his garden 
um, even though he has this tiny little space from being in a big farm space, he still has this little space of veggie gardening. So it's just, it's so ingrained into us that having a garden around is just, yeah, it's essential. And also I have this, from my dad's side, my surname is Forrester too. So I have this connection mm. to the forest as well. Like just that, yeah, it's a part of me and it has been a part of my lineage for a long time way back so yeah I couldn't live any other way except immersed in it all the time and when I do go traveling or yeah I'm away for a while like I'd really miss my garden it's one thing that traveling is one of the hardest things about traveling is not having a garden around and when I do that I try to find other pockets of garden which I think you are a little bit familiar with too Lily like going around like finding those garden pockets of other people's places to just be in yeah that's so inspiring I think for people who maybe didn't grow up with that connection to plants who you know they didn't have parents who it wasn't maybe their lineage they've been separated from that lineage so I feel like yeah um, yeah yeah that's the thing like people often ask me so how did you learn gardening and for me there's no separation there was nothing. It was just how I grew up. It was just just what happens and what we do. Um, and quite often people come and they'll feel quite overwhelmed in a way like, there's so many plants out there and where do I start and what do I do? And that's true. Like we're, we're in an age now where we have access to plants that are from every other country all over the place. Um, and we can, you know, as, as naturopaths or herbalists, we can order dry herbs in base, almost anywhere, almost. Um, and so we're overloaded with these options and, and plants that we can use. But for me, it's always like bring it back to what's around me and always come back to, you know, like five herbs can be so powerful in so many ways and cover like a large range of um, ailments or sicknesses. So it's not about like how many you know at all. It's just how you know how to work with them. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, from being in the garden at that age and then moving out, I always wanted to be a vet, so I started at uni studying vet science, but then very quickly realised, like, um, being in the lab and doing that stuff was kind of not where I wanted to be at all. It was really uncomfortable. It wasn't, like, sitting well with me, but I had this one plant science subject, and I loved it. I loved it. It was in the second semester of my first year, and I was just like, heck yes, this is where I want to be. I want to be going out... Um, just into the land and learning about all the different plants and mushrooms and things. And so from there, I changed my course and just went into conservation ecology and, and majored in botany. And, um, yeah, that I sort of went, well, what's, where can I can make an impact with that? And I felt it was really like teaching the next generation, like them, but really inspiring a connection with plants and so I felt like, what's the easiest way to have that inspiration? Like, okay, people eat food all the time, every day. Mm. So teaching them um, and showing them about the food, the kids with the food, that, that was really somewhere where I started after uni, um, working in that way and, and then reaching out to the community. So that was the next part of it, the community. So I did quite a lot of work with the Mullumbimbi Community Gardens as well and, and that was really great and... Yeah, and I've always just like played with herbs and worked medicines with them and just they've just been a natural part, you know, drinking teas. It's just so 
it's just so mm. natural that I would reach for a tea if I'm feeling a certain way or want to support a certain thing. So, and when yeah, did you from, start? When did you start alchemy of plant and soul, like which is making medicines mm. and selling them, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, running workshops and a lot of other things. But yeah, when did that start? Yeah. So, well, that was the next little steps after that. So I had my little girl in. Um, after I finished my uni course and then went to the community gardens. And that was really beautiful to start helping out with the community gardens with my little daughter. Like it was really special. It was a bit of a juggle, as you can mm. imagine, but it was really special. Um, and then so from there, after giving a lot to the community, I really felt to um, bring it back home and really nourish, yeah, my own roots that were growing in my own garden instead of going out to visit the community garden because I have my own garden at home and yeah like I said I always played with things at home so I just started getting a little deeper into oil infusions especially and because that's what I love doing most I love grabbing herbs and infusing them into different oils you know for different serums or body oils or, or whatever it might be balms and things so that's where that started I was doing them for myself and for friends um, and sometimes I was going to the markets and, and selling other things that I had made, but not, not the oils and things like that. So, um, yeah, I started putting them out as well. I thought, oh, I may as well make a little batch extra and put them on my table. And so I started doing that and they like sharing them with other people too. So it just kind of grew from there. And I never started it as a business as such. It just happened that I was just sharing my stuff more with other people. Um, and then, yes, yeah, it's become, I'm sharing more and more and more. I've had to sort of go back and go, actually, I think this is kind of like a business now. I think I need to go put some of those businessy structural sides into it. So yeah, now it is. <laughs> I've got my website going now, finally. Oh, um, great. What is your website? My website is alchemy of plant and soul, S-O-L dot com dot A-U. Great. Yeah. I think it's so nice. Um, and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you today is um, supporting those people um, like yourself, which just naturally are just, they kind of live and breathe plants and it's been this natural progression and you study conservation and land management, but there's, it's it's who you are and it's a natural kind of progression and offering and I think that's very different to a lot of doctors or trained naturopaths and herbalists which sometimes don't have that plant connection and it can be a little bit clinical um mm -hmm. and so there's this big uprising and there's lots of, there's people like you out there which I feel have a lot to offer now um in terms of presenting and providing medicine that's homegrown and that has its unique quality and is really about the connection that you had to that plant when it was made mm, yeah yeah definitely that's what I love most about it is because I grow things on in my garden or I get them from my mum's garden or a friend's garden or out in the wild you know wild crafting and things and then just having that connection with the plant especially when I've planted it from seed from its mother previous and then perhaps previous to that and then I'm planting it again and then harvesting again and, and using it to put into the different remedies or oils and teas or whatever it might be 
um, there's just so much more connection to it because it started from all the way back. And then, you know, there's the whole harvesting process of it. And then there's the drying process of it. And these not, these aren't things that like happen real quick and mm. they're all really detailed and they're not something that's just like textbook. It's not just like, yep, pick your herb and then hang it up and dry it. They're all different as you would know as well, Lily. It's like, I've got baskets up and things hanging from the roof and you know some things got to come in and out each day or some things have to sit by the fire some things do have to go in the dehydrator to just like fully dry them so they're not they don't go off like a couple months later your whole jar of goodies um so and then you know from the drying process then there's the infusion and choosing the oils to infuse it into for example or what to create create it into sometimes i'm wild crafting things and i don't know what i'm going to use it for but it's something that smells so delicious or it's such a beautiful herb or it has something about it um and i'll harvest it and, and keep it there until like it brews within me mm. of, okay what's this going to, how's it going to express because there's a lot of my things like a lot of body oils or there's serums that um i use a lot of the plant spirit and that feeling from the plant to come through the oil so that there's this real deep connection when somebody's um and like anointing themselves with one of these oils or perhaps an anointing oil or something that's got aroma in it, they connect really deeply so they can move things within them and with their spirit because they're connecting with the plant spirit. So there's like this um, partnership that happens between us and the plant. And it's like this, I see it as like a back and forth momentum that happens. So with that, like that's fully all infused into the oil as well. Um, and that can't just come like with a plant that I might buy dry from such and such country. Mm. I can't do that with those things, you know, like it, it has to be have... connected to your land and the way you're interacting and you have to feel the spirit of the plant before mm-hmm. it's harvested. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So there's often like, I'll be going through some kind of motion mm. or emotional, like some kind of, I'll be able to share that with others too and quite often it's a collective thing too so it's, it's really interesting yeah I'd love to talk to that because I think you're at a really interesting point Hannah which is at the moment this is a massive time in the world 2020 we've had bushfires and there's the coronavirus going around now which is just consuming the world and there's so much talk about fear and immunity just the collective I feel in a way I've never felt the globe more collectively connected and I wondered mm. if you've made any medicines or been connecting with any plants recently that feel very relevant or have, have you made mm. any medicines at the moment that feel relevant to this crisis, whatever you want to call it, change that we're going through? Mm. Yeah. I haven't actually come up with any particular oils just yet, but I have been feeling a strong connection with mugwort lately. Mm. that's been coming up and I just want to get it around everywhere and yeah just this morning like just drying it extra and then chopping it up as well so that one's that that's coming to me quite strongly but I work with her quite often for different things but that one's been coming more often lately and yeah that's what I'd say for now 
okay. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear in future if that, yeah. It, and it's also like maybe there, I don't know, maybe there isn't a collective. Like I know elderberry, I thought, oh, I need to go and get elderberry because everyone wants immunity. I should go and make an elderberry um, syrup. And I went out looking mm. for elder and all the elderberries had been eaten. This is when I was in Victoria by birds. Ooh. And I was like, oh, God, I'm too late. I'm going to, this is terrible. Because <laughs> <laughs> I decided with my mind, like, what was needed. And I think I wrote an Instagram post about it. But then suddenly I was in a field of Californian poppies. And I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, this is actually maybe what's collectively needed right now, which is. Herbs. Yeah. And that's how I feel as well because this is so big, and you know the coronavirus has this very like, mm, like mental kind of mind thing about it. You know, being the crown and this this spiritual connection side of it, and the potential of things that could happen in this time as well. And very much I feel around the consciousness, mm. and yeah, the crown side of things. So yeah, in our nighttime, using our nighttime unconscious state to move things through or to grow and to really catapult into the next level that potentially can be yeah definitely i wonder about um mugwort the spirit of mugwort um it being like a dreaming herb i wonder if maybe that's maybe why you've been getting it come up like this desire for dreaming to dream a collective dreaming yeah there's also me personally there's this like desire as well to be top and just mean um not just for my body but very much for my mind um just to be clear in times like now as well so that i can um you know i can really access that potential for opportunity and to to get stay in that positive side of things and to leap forward in in those opportunities that or that I create myself so you know mugwort has a bit of that ability as well with cleansing but also that dreamy state as well I think they work really well with the mind Mm, yeah yeah and we underestimate and that's what I love about your work is I feel that we underestimate all this the spectrum of qualities and um, gifts that each plant has for us and I feel that we've got into a mindset now um globally or herbalists and just kind of like what constituent does this have to help me you know repair from this or boost these cells or detox the liver you know we're thinking about it a bit biochemically i feel and that missing i appreciate people's knowledge in that i really do because yeah some people really have that like down pat in their mind um and yeah it's really good to have some of that information you know for me, it's a little bit more, um, I want to say general, because I don't like necessarily know all the chemical um, compounds in each herb and things like that, but I can taste it mm. or I can smell it or I can feel it. Um, and, yeah, there's, then there's the other side of things like, well, what are we actually looking at here? Are we looking at something that's a real physical ailment? Did this just happen because I banged myself on the leg or did this happen because it's got a deeper emotional part or a spiritual element to it that, 
could be attended to at the same time. I mean, definitely herbs can help just on that quick, like a quickly need to heal this physical thing because I'm bleeding and mm. there's a huge gap on me. Or also like for me, there's always a reason why that happened too. Things, nothing happens just by chance. It's not just a coincidence. Like coincidences, yeah, they happen, but they're two things that come together for a certain reason. And it, yeah, everything is in such union that how could it just be for chance and for no reason at all? So mm. yeah, the plants just have that ability to, it, when we single out those particular chemical compounds in them, that's great, but it's just, it's so limited, you know, it's like we're only looking at one teeny tiny tiny bit side of that plant when it's made up of so much and has so much other parts of communication to it as well. Mm. And, and the plant, we're different every day and so is the plant depending on the season and how old it is and where the moon is and if it's rained. Mm -hmm. And do you feel, do you work with the moon with when you're harvesting yeah. plants? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, the reality of life, I mean, now it's heaps easier because we're, we're at home a lot more. So um, it's a lot easier. But, you know, I've got my little girl and, like, day-to-day -day things I don't always get to harvest when I would like to. But, you know, different days of the week um, align up to different planets as well. And plants are associated to different plants, you know, like Monday being the day of the moon. Mm. And there are plants that that are more associated to that and sometimes people can take their own um throw on it as well like it, it can be really personal on how we personally connect with that plant um they might have this big beautiful voluptuous flower that's just dripping with nectar you know like a big hibiscus um and that could be so related to venus like being friday mm. and you might want to harvest that on a friday um because Friday is the day associated with Venus. And so that can really like make stronger or bring in her, her offering or her energy even more so. And it also gives that connection to the posting as well, to know that and to really put that power into it too. So as I said before, like there's always this constant like communication, if you want to call it, or this like back and forth momentum that goes between us and the plant ultimately we're not separated but mm. like there is the energy that moves back and forth so tuning into those days of the week and when we want to harvest those plants and tuning into that plant like how are you related like do you feel like a moon plant or do you feel like a plant of saturn or is it more mercury like and what do i associate those things to be and then of course there's the moon like Mm, definitely like there's full moon and there's new moon and like when we want to harvest those things and the balsamic period and things like that so there's so much opportunity to work with um nature around us especially mm. the moon because it's so clear and obvious in the night sky when it's not cloudy um but yeah beautiful way to put infusions out into the full moon light as well to get bring in that moon energy to it um if not like sometimes you want to bring in the full sun energy mm. sometimes I, I love to put my calendula oils out in the sun for a little bit i just feel like oh they're just like they just like the sun comes in them and they just like drip with sunshine it's mm. so yummy it's so exciting to talk to you 
because this is what I wanted to draw out of you and just have you in the show because you have such enthusiasm and there's, it's juicy, like the way that you see and interact with plants. There's no separation. You are a beautiful plant that's just juicy and like going with the sun and the moon and everything. And really like it's, it's so, you've got so much knowledge, but it's, it's a conversation. And I think that the, what you've developed your skills at listening and interacting and responding and moving with a plant and growing in a, um, a really organic way is very inspiring. And I think just by hearing you speak about this, it's going to really um, inject everyone who listens with such a sense of like, oh, it's, I could just go out there. and <laughs> That's what I love most. That's mm. why I like to share. Like, yeah, doing workshops and things, it's really good to share information, obviously, and, and provide that for people. But the big, the best thing for me always is, like, when people come and say after, like, I just want to go home and go into my garden. And that's that's my favourite thing, you know, when people are just really excited to get into their garden because that's where it's at. It's where it's at. Like, I often say, like, everything is sweet in the garden, like, no matter what's going on, no matter how I'm feeling, if I just go out into the garden for a bit, everything feels right again. Mm -hmm. It just feels so right out there. Like nothing can be wrong in the garden. Um, and it's such a therapy in that kind of way too. I mean, it's a beautiful therapy when we're feeling good as well. Like, But also when I'm feeling lost in my mind or if I'm feeling like not energized or if I've got some emotions going on, like, all those times, every single one of them, I will go out into the garden and everything just feels right again. Um, mm. And I don't have to have certain jobs. Like, yeah, one of my favourite things to do is just to go, I mean, I've always got a list of a thousand things or more I want to do in the garden. It's never ending. But some quite often, like, I'll just go out there and not think about that and just let myself roam from one thing to the next. And, and it just feels so good. It feels mm. so good. Just out there what would you recommend for people who are um because it sounds like your way of connecting and healing is by is just by being in a garden and being in nature but what would you recommend for people who may be in lockdown right now and don't actually maybe they have access to a balcony or they can go walk around the neighborhood but they don't have a big garden maybe they've just got like a lawn mm. how would you say they could connect um, get a packet of seeds and some potting and some and a couple of punnets and plant some seeds because one of the best things is seeing a few little baby seeds pop. pop <laughs> 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 and then seeing them grow like mm. that's just like yeah having little babies so in that feeling of being trapped and perhaps trapped in, in small spaces and limited with um, being able to go to big, vast areas of, of land, um, yeah, just growing a few little babies from seed can be so rewarding. Mm -hmm. um, and they could be little simple things like some coriander. You know, you could fill a little pot with some coriander and see that pot. Um, and watch them, you know, they start with their tiny little juvenile leaves, little pointy things, and then the next ones come out and they're like a little star shape, a little handprint, and then you, they grow so quickly and then you'll be eating them, you know, and like even living on a balcony growing and eating your own coriander or parsley or 
whatever you feel like some flowers flowers can bring in so much goodness like oh god i just love seeing like us as well like my special babies that don't necessarily do well in subtropic climates so like when they're doing their thing in pots and they just start flowering it's such a joy it really it brings so much joy and yeah so i really recommend especially if people are in confined spaces no matter like if you've got a big house or a small house i really feel that now is a good time to just plant a few seeds um mm -hmm. amazing if you can get seeds from a friend who's grown them you know amazing if we can share that but again that's that's quite tricky in times like this or post is really good for seeds at the moment but um yeah doing that obviously as well going for is a nice thing always just going out but while doing that being really present as well so you know with every single step just feeling so for me when i want to come and be really present i just remember some of my senses and that's like touch okay i'm touching the ground each step and now i feel the wind breathing on me and the sun's just like i'll close my eyes and the sun's just like heating my eyelids or like rounding my skin or something like that so yeah going for a walk and really being present and just listening you know the sounds like any birds or trees if that's possible but even just listening to how in the street right now and how mm. different that is so yeah and there's opportunity like that in every step and every moment mm. and all of those steps that you just described like such beautiful simple power and magic in that you, if you just have one pot of coriander and you watch that grow the just how much joy you can just get from that then the potential is just amazing and <laughs> everything can go from there <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally that's what reminds like that's the reminder of it all too it's it's amazing like just growing things from seed it really is mm, yeah wow yeah thanks for that i think um yeah and maybe i wonder how do you feel about also when people are looking for medicine i've feel like maybe more people are interested in having their own herbal medicines now like interested maybe like plants can help me with my immunity what's your connection to your food like how do you do you just use food as medicine as well like do you see you integrate your herbs into your food um yeah for yeah. sure mm. for sure i love my salads and my salads like when i have my garden that's the thing like i said when i travel and i miss my garden Mm. that's one of the most delicious things i can imagine is just picking my greens fresh out of the garden and making a salad with them um of course it comes all the yummy tahinis and things but the basis of it is the the fresh greens and those can include like all kinds of different things like you know i definitely like love a lot of the conventional greens that are especially so vibrant at the moment in this amazing glorious weather that we're having um you know like the rockets and the lettuces and all that kind of but then there's also like all the herbs as well so i love and parsley is so full of goodies as well mm. um and then you can put the dill and you can put other herbs in there too the coriander's whatever but then there's a whole range of the weeds if you want to call them weeds or the wild herbs that are growing 
And because generally they haven't been cultivated, most of them, and they're just doing their thing out in the wild, they're actually really, really dense in nutrients. So they end up being even more healthy for you than just, you know, the rocket that comes from a seed packet that's been um, grown in such and such place, who knows where. Um, yeah, they offer so much for us. And within that, um, just for an example, like Farmer's Friend, which grows a lot around here in the Northern Rivers, um, that's that's so medicinal medicinal for so many different reasons it's one of those like amazing all-rounders like you may as well say anything and it will be like yeah i cool. farmer's friend is good for that and that's what i mean as well about what i said before about knowing just a few herbs or a few wild plants that are growing in your area that you know you can eat that are good for medicine and things like that because within that is so much power that you know that, that plant no matter what it's doing like Farmer's Friends, for example, like a couple of weeks ago, um, it's only just starting to change now. It was doing this funny curly leaf thing. But if you know Farmer's Friends, you know that that is the same plant and that you can still harvest that and eat that. And it's going to be doing heaps of good things for you, like heaps. Yeah. And there's so many ways you can eat it too. You know, you can put it in your smoothies or you can put it in the, you can cook it up like a green spinach sort of thing. So yeah knowing knowing what grows around you that's that's my biggest message really is just like don't be overwhelmed by all the options and you know possibly going to the herb nursery or going to any kind of nursery and going oh my god or looking in a book and going how am i ever gonna remember all these herbs it's like just look what's around you that could be already growing especially if you've got a backyard dandelions likely to be growing in your backyard it's mm. more than likely you strip i mean melbourne's awesome for looking on the nature strip for weeds so whenever i go down there i'm so excited by the nature strips um but just on the lawn go mm. look on the lawn especially this time of year around autumn is like all those weeds start popping through got your cola is another one that's just everywhere and, and so good in so many ways so yeah i recommend like just looking around there's on facebook there's groups you know that ID certain plants, you just take a photo and you put it up and somebody's going to answer you in like so quick because mm. plant lovers out there love to, love to help others as well. So yeah, um, there's so much medicine always around us. It's just about us tuning in, um, recognizing things and ID is always a crucial part of it. Mm. ID is just knowing you, being able to identify your plants as you walk along. It's Instead of looking at just change your gaze, look down on the grass and yeah, you'll find something that you can eat down there. Uh, such beautiful um, advice and I feel that that's very simple and applicable for people to just take now and yeah, go and explore in their local area and find that sense of connection. Um, yeah, we'll probably start to wrap it up, I guess, but maybe one thing that I'd like to leave with is I, I've often found it powerful to sometimes work with a medicine that someone like yourself would have made um, and mm. to experience a bit of the, the journey even that you went through. So I wondered, do you have anything available right now um, on your website or your Instagram um, that you'd like to share about something you've recently made? Mm. Yes, <laughs> there's lots of 
<laughs> but let's just think of one little special one for now. Mm. One that I made more recently is I love making anointing oils. So anointing oils particularly have a strong aroma with them because for me aroma, I love working with aroma because unlike the other senses, it skips like the brain has like this judgmental kind of phase that things go through. And with smell, smell just skips that whole step and goes straight into the brain. So that's why like when we smell something, it can like take us way back to an old memory or it can yeah remind us of something or it can make us feel a certain way. Whereas like if we see something, we don't necessarily have that same feeling. I'm pretty sure everyone's had that feeling before when they've smelt it and been like, oh, that reminds me of my grandma's house or something like that. Um, so that smell has that ability to do that. And that's why I love working with it because you can actually, you can access like deep down points um, to really work with the soul as well. And what might be happening with more with the spirit and also with our emotions that are going on. So the anointing oils have that capacity to do that because I'm, when I make them, I feel like I, infuse that intention into them so one just speaking of one that i made more recently it's called hidden treasure and i was really going through a phase of connecting really deeply with the ocean um and just the water really really with the water and what that felt like was you know connecting really deeply with tears and that emotion that brought through tears and the feeling of the waves and also the rain you know i started being able to feel myself as the rain and what that felt like as the rain and being out in the ocean and and also the mermaid spirit came through really strongly so i made this anointing oil with this deep connection i was having with the ocean like i had never been felt so connected as i did then in that, that time and it still continues now <clears throat> and so with that um I tapped into the goddess Yamanja and she's the goddess of the ocean and Afro-Brazilian goddess. And I really feel when I'm making an oil, I really feel like I feel the landscape of it and I feel like where it's, where it's coming from. And so with that, I infused, I put like some, I put some lavender in there cause we often offer lavender to Yamanja. And I also put in like a seashell as well and some seaweed in there and also some gold leaf. And the smells in there were quite high notes too. So there was frankincense because it's very spiritual and there was lavender in there again. Um, and, then, and then the oil. So then it all infuses into each other, but especially the gold leaf. That oil particularly was about like really connecting with the water and the emotions that can wash through us. So it can wash off all that surface. It can wash off the debris. It can wash like the waves to find deeper the hidden treasure that lies within. So that's where that came from. It was hidden treasure. It was right now pointing to my solar plexus because that's where it feels like there was that hidden treasure um, about finding that hidden treasure in that spot. So, yeah, that's what anointing oils can bring in all that. So that one's hidden treasure and you can fly that one on the website now. Mm, yum i want to get that one <laughs> yeah there is so much and so when you say anointing you can just put that on your um body wherever feels right and smell and 
allow it. Yeah, to that's right. Mm -hmm. It's like a perfume, so you can wear it like a perfume, but it de it has all that deeper intention that you can work with it, and you just put it on your body where it feels right. You know, I just encourage people smell it and then put it on the place where you're going to connect with it best. Mm. Thanks, Hannah. Yeah, great. And I think that anyone working with that, um, it'd be such a different experience, um, especially as it's like a pretty much a one-off kind of thing. Any medicine that you make is never going to be the same. You might never make the same medicine twice. It's mm -hmm. maybe only a few people on this earth will get a chance to experience your medicines. And that, I feel, is what we need out there. We need small beautiful creations because that's the only way that we can all heal and start to connect um um because i feel like this is another conversation but yeah there's just mass-produced monoculture medicine no anyway but yeah batches help us be present and help us like work mm. with the plants that are available to us in the moment yeah yeah Oh, well, it's been really beautiful to talk to you. What are you going to do for the rest of the day? I've got some blossom bust rest oil I'm going to drain out because I've got some fresh dandelion flowers infusing and they need to come out now. And I'm going to infuse them again. I've got seeds to plant today as well. I'm going to plant some I can never, ever, ever, ever get enough calendula mm. and some other flowers. We've got parsley and things to plant as well because, again, parsley I just can never get enough of. Um, and, yeah, then I'm just going to make some more oils as well, do some more oil infusions in the garden. Mm. Go for a swing probably such a luscious day. Great. Oh, inspiring. So, yeah, if anyone wants to connect with Hannah Moore, um, she's got a beautiful Instagram, Plant and Soul, and her new website, which was alchemyofplantandsoul.com.au and yeah I really that's right. that's right great so yeah thank you Hannah um talk to you again thank soon thank you yeah and all the best with all your beautiful herbal things that you do as well thank you